Hey, it's Tony Bruschi. When you're not enjoying the ghost stories here on this show, be sure to check out our true crime podcast called True Crime Today. Search it wherever you download podcasts. Myself, Carol Hughes, Stacey Cole, all discuss the latest in many true crime stories, dark, disturbing, and sometimes just plain crazy. Check it out. True Crime Today. Search and press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Here's a preview of one of this week's episodes of True Crime Today. Eliza Fisher's body has been found and a man has been charged with murder. Sheriff's office arrested a Cartersville, Georgia deputy police chief for soliciting a prostitute and a man convicted in a robbery with throat slashing murder of a hitchhiker in Prince George. Those stories and more today on True Crime Today. This is True Crime Today. Not only a tragedy for the family. It's unfathomable. Shot to death more than half a dozen times, likely with a shotgun by his own mother. True Crime Today. He then drove her body in her van about five miles away. Police say she put her newborn in a trash bag and threw the baby over an upstairs banister. A podcast that examines real stories in real time. Disturbing. He says she asked him to help her in her life. True Crime Today starts now welcome to the program and uh, be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts you don't miss any episodes of the program and leave us a review there on apple podcasts or wherever you get them we do greatly appreciate that it's tony and stacy cole with you on today's episode of the program what's going on hello hello it's um it's fall beginning to look a lot like fall dude Um, okay i saw what I think I was on the Hallmark Channel for some reason. <laughs> I don't know oh, if I want to admit that. Reason, for some reason, you 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 got it like it's right there. Favorites Hallmark Channel. It might be, but I saw a Christmas commercial already. It was for these fake Christmas trees. Uh huh. You know they're like three hundred dollars a piece, like just outrageously priced. But I already saw it. I mean, it, it was what, like, hey, they, get in on it now. What's I mean, why? Why are these special Christmas trees and why are they on TV versus the ones that you just buy at Walmart or whatever? I don't something. It, it's some exclusive brand. It's supposed to be a better looking tree, a more realistic looking tree. But they're very expensive for a fake tree. Yeah. And they're probably made in the same factory that the others are made in. I, I mean, I, I have fake trees because I have allergies. I, I shouldn't say trees. I have one tree. These I used to put up like two or three and I had a larger yeah, house. Yeah, you did. And thank God I'm not doing that anymore. But um, but I do have a tree up right now. I yeah, do. I know you do. I but do. You, but it's well, for what's fall. on it, though? It's all it's pumpkins. It's fall stuff. It's really cool. I uh, I like it. Uh, but uh yeah, but it's fake, and you can tell it's fake because it's a fake tree. I, I, it takes quite a bit to to think. I, by the time you get close to anything, you're going to realize if it's real or fake. Uh, oh, absolutely! From a distance, you don't. Then that's the point of the tree. You, you fill it with enough shit, it, people are like, "Oh, beautiful tree." I don't think anybody's judging anymore. Every so many people do fake trees. I think there's probably more fake trees these days than people getting live trees in their house. Well, depending, you know, if you're into environmental things, it's probably not a, a sound idea to get a real tree every year. We do um, just because I'm kind of weird like that. I I just the smell. I need to have that smell in mm-hmm. the house. Um, but it also turns into an absolute cat toy. And 
you know, after about a month of it, it's like, okay, this thing has got to go because it, it, it keeps being pushed over. Stuff keeps getting knocked off of it. You know, it, we we brought a tree into the house. What are the cats going to do? They're going to look at it and go, I, I need to fuck with that. Do they literally fuck the tree? <laughs> Damn close. I mean, they're, they're messing with the water. They're messing with anything that yeah. is on the lower half of the tree. So yeah. anything that's on there has to be. Um, you know, shatterproof and yeah. thank God they don't chew on the lights or anything. They're, you know, they're senior cats, so they're seasoned. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were kittens, they'd probably be chewing on the lights and we wouldn't do it. So, sure. sure. But I'm just, I'm looking, it's um, Balsam Hill is the company and they have, <clears throat> there's a, a narrow a- tree that you can get for $549. It's on sale. This is not an advertisement, by the way, kids, by any means. We're no, just it's not. I mean, I, I love their trees. I think they're gorgeous, but I cannot believe somebody would pay. Well, yeah, for seven and seven and a half foot tree, it's nine hundred ninety nine dollars, but you get free shipping. Well, doesn't that make it worth it? A thousand bucks for a tree. Oh, there's more than that. They have some here that are like, holy shit. Yeah. Fifty five hundred. You can pay for an 18 foot tree. I'm looking at one and it's seventy five hundred dollars. <gasps> yeah, so I, I'm not seven, kidding. I seven, mean, it's only seven and a half feet. Yeah. Oh my god! Can you believe that? Well, where are the close-ups that make me think this thing is real? Because I'm looking. I I'm, I'm like, I can't zoom in. I don't I know. Mean, they they look like beautiful trees. I'll give them that. But I I don't have that kind of money. Even if you do have that kind of money, I think it's a little ridiculous. The the uh, the folks who I think would buy this would be people who who have money but don't know what to do with it and spend it recklessly and soon they won't have money because yeah no. because when you have money you go and you still you still shop frugally that's how you keep money uh, right. that's that's what I I always say it's like you just still don't really change much I still get shit at Target and everything and that's I haven't nothing changed but yeah that's um yeah that's interesting wow. Uh, well, let's go into the uh, craziness of uh, this week. It happens to be people who uh, were having sex with Christmas trees, believe it or not. Uh, our first story is about man has sex with Balsam Hill tree, falls on no, wife. No, it's not. And murders her <laughs> with the, the star on top of the tree. It went right through her chest cavity, killing oh, her. But, you know, that's the caliber of story we've got this week. So it makes sense. It ain't that far off, quite honestly. We put a because mm-hmm. um, ours is the fall tree. Um, and it's all, you know, it was not super Halloweeny, but it's like all, you know, orange and yellow in that color. But on the very top is the creepy part. It's a doll head instead of the star. It's just a doll head. I would not be able to walk into your home. And, it, and it's very small too. It, like it doesn't fit the size of the tree, which makes it even more weird. It's, oh, it's this little doll head that's just stuck, you know, decapitated on top of the tree right at the tip. No. And um, it's kind of like an nope. Easter egg in our house where it's like, oh, look at so beautiful. Oh, my God. That's a doll head up there. No, no, no. It's really fun. Uh, <laughs> nope. So Eliza Fletcher's body has been found a man charged with murder. Um, this is, of course, if you're playing along at home or are doing things other than watching News 24-7, um, the female jogger that went missing that everyone was memeing about this week Um and and you've 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 probably watched this story as it's unfolded, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've <clears throat> excuse me, I I know a lot of people who are joggers. Yeah. So this story has hit them incredibly hard. 
Um, and it's, it's hit teachers hard as well because she was a teacher. So it, it, it's amazing how this one story has brought a lot of people just a collective grief and, and despair about how simple and easy it is for just a, a normal average person to disappear. It's hit the community of white women aged 30 to 40 very hard. Yep. And and then in, in black communities and such, people are going, this shit happens every fucking day. Why don't we right. all get headlines about this? Was it because she's yep. white and she's a teacher and she's just the perfect view of blonde white mom that goes missing? And so I'm not trying to pick the racial card because I really I, I avoid that because uh, I think it gets played way too fucking much. But come on. The only reason this is a fucking story is because she's yep. a white woman, 34 years old, very attractive. Uh, blonde hair. She just fits the profile of, you know, every that lived in the last neighborhood that I lived in <laughs> where, yeah, absolutely. where they all yep. looked exactly the same and they all had these, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know, a, a, an underlying sadness to them, <laughs> but always looking pretty. Uh, but nope, I, and exactly. I'm, but I'm just saying the profile is, is what, um, I, I'm, I'm referring to. Um, and it's, uh, it's horrible. But again, I, I just you look at, uh, you know, inner city communities and things where crimes are high. This shit is fucking normal. This is like daily occurrence. We could probably find a new one of these every day if we want to yeah. talk about the brown version. But um, anyway, the body of Eliza Fletcher was found Monday night in South Memphis. Memphis police confirmed on Tuesday morning. Police officially identified a body found on Victor Street as a missing 34 year old mother and teacher additional charges of first degree murder and murder in uh, uh, preparation of kidnapping have been added for a suspect uh cleotha absent police said the body was found during a search in the south memphis area near where police say absent was seen cleaning out his vehicle tuesday morning absent faced a judge for the first time since he was arrested his bond was set at five hundred thousand dollars absent stood by bailiffs with fletcher's family sitting in the front row watching the proceedings he nodded his head for most of his answers to the judge and only spoke when asked by the judge whether his name was absent or henderson about his court appearance the memphis police department the fbi atf u.s marshals and the district attorney's office held a press conference outside MPD headquarters where they confirmed abstinence charges were being upgraded after discovery of Fletcher's body. Okay, again, I'm just kind of looking at this going, Memphis Police Department, FBI, ATF, U.S. Marshals, and the district. Mm -hmm. Again, when, when the brown girl goes missing from her neighborhood, do we have all of these on the case where we're all going to have a joint national press conference? You're, you're making a really good point. And I, I feel really bad that I, I came into the story thinking, oh my God, this is terrible, but you're it right. Is. This it shit happens terrible. every single day in the Brown community. It is terrible. Yeah. It is terrible, but it, it, but it's just, we, the reason this is getting the high profile attention it is again, she's white, she's 34, she's hot and a black man did it or yeah. allegedly did it. That's who's being charged. Uh, and, and you know, he probably did. And it's something about race, but if they got him like connected to it pretty well, it's probably him. Um, and it, it could be a white guy too, but in this case that all these people come together to make this melting pot of insanity that the, the people love to run with and go, oh, I can so relate to that. And at the same time realize, wait a second. It's like, cool. I'm glad you can relate to that, but 
again, why, why don't we have this kind of attention in other areas of our society when this sort of shit happens all the time? Uh, student at St. Mary's Episcopal School, the private school where missing jogger Eliza Fletcher taught, will start school late and gather in the chapel on Tuesday. Fletcher was a junior kindergarten teacher at St. Mary's. A YouTube account shows videos she made for her students during the pandemic. Uh, Fletcher, 34-year-old uh, mother and teacher, disappeared after she left her midtown Memphis home and went for a run early Friday morning. Police said she was discovered on, uh, in an SUV, or forced into an SUV, rather, on Central Avenue near the University of Memphis. Fletcher is the granddaughter and heiress of the late Joseph Joe Orgel III, a Memphis hardware business owner and philanthropist who died in 2018. Um, uh, Cleotha Abstin has been arrested by Memphis police, charged with kidnapping and several other charges in connection with the case. So is she also wealthy, too? I don't know. She says this is heiress, so that could mean there's money. It could mean who knows. Um, you know, it's possible. But, it's possible. But it sounds like it, this was completely random, that she was just yeah. in the right place at the right time. It doesn't sound like he was actually, you know, trying to target her specifically. It says premeditated. But do you think that just means like premeditated toward a jogger and she happened to be the one that came about? That's my understanding. I could be completely off on that. I don't know. Uh, we, you, I would you, hope he wasn't targeting her. The The only way I would think that that may make more sense is, you know, it says she's heiress. Is there money there? Was there like a thought process of, you know, hostage, get money or Possibly. or was it just, you know, here's the hot white woman jogging and you're a fucking horrible human being and you attack her? Yeah. You know, that's that's really hard to say. I'm just looking up some other um, stories to see if if I can find the answer to that. Again, she was yeah. actually targeted. I, I I feel this is relatable to anybody who jogs or walks or anything, especially women. I I totally get that, um, and I understand you know where it's like I get, but at the same like my point is just we have the story here for her. Why we don't have this outrage in other areas? I don't know. Well, I'll be very honest with you. The reason. The reason that it nailed me so hard is because I've been during the pandemic um, kind of um, just not as healthy as I'd like to be. Uh -huh. And so I've started walking. And now day. you're and never going to walk again. Well, <laughs> you know, in my neighborhood there, we talked about it on one of the podcasts a while back that there was a guy riding around on a motorcycle flashing women. Yeah. And it was just kind of weird. And I kind of got back to walking again, thinking, well, okay, if he flashes me, I'll just film him and, you know, go live or something, you know, just mess with him. Uh huh. But it, it, yes, a story like this just gets you going like, sure. Is it safe? Yeah. And I, I live in a safe neighborhood, but that doesn't mean something couldn't happen. But again, you don't want to live your whole life wondering exactly. Am I going to be the next victim? Because that's no way to go through life either. Although I will say this, the, I've been to Memphis, a handful of times and i can't say there's there's really many neighborhoods i would feel safe jogging in or walking in for that matter memphis is a rough area at all like any area like uh, other than like from the parking lot to bass pro um there's not a lot that i'd really i'm sure there's some lovely areas but i don't know i've driven around that city quite a bit and i it's the areas that that should be looking nice look like a war occurred um, and then one block up, it's like super nice. It's like very have and have not, I guess that is how I would put Memphis from my observation. Um, and it changes very quickly. Um, yeah. just block to block. I was there not that long ago and I was just kind of checking out some areas that I'd seen 
um, like 10 years ago when I was there for an event and still not a lot has changed uh, in a lot of areas. It's like some th some things have, but there's a lot of places where it's just like, my goodness, I wouldn't you couldn't pay me to go for a walk down this road right now. Um, so I don't know. I mean, just uh, it's a horrible story. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that they caught the right person here and uh, justice will be served uh, for this guy. My God. Uh, let's go to uh, our next one uh, on the list today. A sheriff's office arrested a uh, Cartersville, Georgia police deputy chief for soliciting a prostitute. So I guess when you're out of town and no one's watching and you're the police chief, you know where to you know where to find them because you know where to find them in your hometown. So you go and find them in someone else's hometown at the at the conference. Sure makes it easy, doesn't it? In my hometown, wasn't that a song? <laughs> what was the song? Was that John Mellencamp or something like my hometown? I think my. no, that was Bruce Springsteen. Oh yes, yep, 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 yep. Uh, so on Thursday, September first, at approximately eleven p.m., Polk County Sheriff's Office. Uh, detectives arrested John DePrima of Kingston, Georgia, for soliciting a prostitute. DePrima is employed as the deputy ch chief of police administration in Cartersville in that police department. DePrima was in Orlando attending an American Polygraph Association seminar <laughs> workshop. Do they like get to put him on the polygraph? Like, and let's do an example here. We have a visiting a deputy police chief. Looks like you had a wild night. You want to tell us about it? Or should we let Good the Lord. poly tell us about it? Um, <laughs> in August 31st, 2022, DePrima responded to an online escort advertisement and began a conversation with an undercover detective by asking, are you available tonight? And I'd like to come see you. What's your rate? During the online oh communication, DePrima... Can you imagine, though, if you're sitting there, you're the undercover detective and you're like, wait a minute. Hang on. A that's that's Jason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, wait a second. That's why I went to another town to uh, to do this. Um, I I would think that maybe, I don't know, maybe in his town, there, this isn't such an issue. So maybe he doesn't know how these sort of things work. Uh, but you think he'd have been a little bit uh, wise to the thing of like he's re replying to some of these ads that they could be undercover police officers. Oh, absolutely. But is that, I guess, is that not entrapment at that point where you're you're soliciting the the individual to come to you it, no because you you sure don't have to respond do you you don't but you are creating a trap i mean i i is it i i understand it being legal if you're like playing the role of a hooker on the street and the john approaches you there but if you're already putting if you're putting an ad out i don't know is that maybe obviously it's working and people are getting arrested so it's probably not illegal but it just I, I knew somebody and I, I don't want to say a whole <clears throat> lot of where she was, but she is a younger law enforcement agent mm -hmm. and she will set herself up a lot. Yeah. Um, it is it. It seems to work, but she's coming across as more of a a, a young teen, maybe mm -hmm. a 13 year old. Oh, God. Because she looks yeah. young. Sure. Um, and they've been able to prosecute. So I, awesome. I think what they, they have a way of doing it so yeah. that it is not entrapment that you have many opportunities Good. to step out. Good. I, I, I'm glad that they 
have that. So because those all those sort of things create loopholes for those people to get out of the shit that they're right. in. Uh, there's a show. So you've got to be really careful. There's a show right now. I, I think it's on HBO. I could be wrong. Um, it, it's it's like a modern version of To Catch a Predator where a girl does exactly that. She's like my age, but she can pull off the look of of like a, a teenager, like a 17 or 16, 15 year old. And she can sound like it as well. And it's the same sort of thing as like to catch a predator, lure them in and then they arrest them. And it's a very entertaining show. Um, I highly suggest uh, anybody who has daughters show them the show uh, because it, it will make them aware. I always said I'd, I'd let my daughter watch to catch a predator. It looks so dated these days now. So yeah. so this this new thing is the exact same thing. I'm like, here, let's watch this show. This looks fun. Um, just so they're aware um, on August 31st. OK, so you. Uh, uh, so responded to that ad um, and later the prima agreed to engage in sexual activities with the undercover detective, but then told the detective I got spooked and asked to see her the next night. The next day the prima reinitiated the online communication with the undercover detective and agreed to come to an undisclosed location to meet the detective. He initially agreed to pay the undercover detective $120 for a half hour of full service sex. When he arrived oh at the undisclosed location, he confirmed the arrangement by giving the undercover detective $180 and a multi-pack of White Claw hard seltzer. <laughs> now, I need to know, was the White Claw part of the agreement or was that just a bonus in addition to the additional $60? Like added value. Like, hey, you thought you were getting 120 Here's an extra 60 and a White Claw. But wait, there's more. You get my penis. <laughs> Good God, I, that's 180 bucks. That's that's decent change. I was going to say, isn't that kind of low for sex? I don't know. I'd never, is I, it? I, I, I'd never I don't know what the going rate is. I, I've never had to pay for sex, but I, I, I guess I've always envisioned it being more expensive than one hundred eighty dollars. I don't know. I guess it probably I, depends on who you're getting. You know, I guess. Right. The, and then the town and what it goes for. But I don't know. I thought that was some pretty good change. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would imagine like there's the type where it's the the meth head in the 7-Eleven parking lot on the shitty side of town that I'd imagine be like some discount sex. But you get to uh, I don't know if if, uh, if you go responding to ads. I don't know. I guess my my thought would be that it would cost more. <laughs> Maybe my and perception white claw. and white claw. that white claw just seals the deal for me. Did she have a rider? You know, like here's, you know, here's the uh, you can have sex with me, but here's my rider. I need like white M&Ms, uh, a variety pack of white claw, you know, and six strawberries, something like that. And a poodle. Um, uh, De Prima uh, was arrested and transported to the Polk County Jail where he was released after paying $500 bond. The uh, Cartsville, uh, Georgia Police Department was notified of the arrest. The prime's arrest was part of a week-long human trafficking undercover enforcement operation conducted by the Polk County Sheriff's Office and other law enforcement agencies. The purpose of the operation was to identify those involved in human trafficking and arrest those who produce and engage in prostitution. Sheriff Judd will be releasing more details about the investigation later this week. So do you think... And that's great. The human trafficking is a big fucking thing and it's scary as shit. And yep. it's like right under our noses. But I mean, do you think that this man is a frequent flyer of the sex trafficking or do you think it was he was out at a conference and he normally doesn't get out of town and he just really was stupid as a guy? And, you know, 
let me let me say this and i'm tell me if i'm wrong totally open to it but i don't fucking care yeah i don't he is taking advantage of somebody sure in a, a vulnerable position. So is he a frequent flyer or did he just decide one night he was going to cross a line? To me, it doesn't matter. He crossed a line. He is a, mm-hmm. an officer of the law. He sure. knows about human trafficking. It's not that, that he doesn't know. Trust me, they do. He decided to say, fuck it. I'm going to solicit somebody in this really difficult situation. Sure. Sure. And I guess I don't I'm not giving him as much grace for that because he, of all people, should know better. Well, of course, I'm just wondering, you know, when you how do you you just kind of cast a wide net when you're trying to catch these people and just anybody and everybody who responds you? I would imagine by sheer number, you're going to get some people who know more about the current human trafficking uh, web of the area or whatever you want to call it. uh, if you you dig deep enough, I just wonder how much of a resource this person ended up being to them uh, as far as finding any of that going on. No, that's a really good point. And the fact that they were doing, I, I'm not exactly sure where he went to find this person, but there was a seminar and a workshop for the American Polygraph Association going on. So a lot of times what these departments will do if there's a convention in town, they will really put their officers out there to to try to, oh. you know, pull them in. I didn't know that. Well, that makes sense because it's like, oh, it's going to be a hotbed. I bet they even yep. like know it's like, well, here comes the uh, ins- Midwest Insurance Association conference. Yes. And they're but like, think about it. Yeah. You know, these people, they're going out of town for a work weekend. Sure. What better time than to get, you know, a little something on the side. Think about the Super Bowl weekends. That's one of the biggest weekends for human trafficking. Wow. How do you know all this? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a big deal. These conventions are. Yeah, are just a huge hotbed of of illegal activity. It's not just Vegas, baby. Wow. I You know, I never really thought of it that way. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it, it, it does. It does make sense. Uh, Which is why I just want to smack him on the nose because you dumbass, you should have known. Yeah. Being an officer, you, you would think, although, like I said, maybe there in Cartersville or wherever he's from, maybe there's not a lot of this going on, uh, that they deal with very much, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's more, who knows? Although small towns can really have some pretty dark shit that, uh, hides in their corners. Uh, a man convicted in a robbery and a throat slashing murder of a VCU grad in Prince George uh, who was hitchhiking. A Guatemalan migrant was found guilty of throat slashing murder and robbery of a Virginia Commonwealth University graduate, an artist whose body was discovered wrapped in plastic and dumped in a watery ditch more than four years ago in Sussex County after he was hitchhiking. After a three-day trial in uh, Prince George County last week, the jury deliberated three hours before finding Eric Otsnell Abdondo, 28, guilty of first-degree murder, robbery, conspiracy to commit robbery, concealing a dead body, and conspiracy to conceal a body. Uh, sentencing set for November 17th. Abdondo was one of three men charged in the crime and the principal defendant who, according to evidence, slashed the throat of Kenneth H. Moore, 36, whom they picked up at a convenience store 
at uh, State Route 35 and Interstate 95, January 11th of 2018. Moore, who at the time lived in Franklin, was hitchhiking to Richmond, graduate of VCU. He had also been a graduate student of Mary Washington University and was a prolific artist who had several exhibits in Richmond, Portsmouth, and Fredericksburg. Bondo is a Guatemalan citizen who authorities said was residing illegally in the U.S. and living in Prince George at the time of the killing. Moore was killed at the house where Abondo was staying in the 5400 block of Hare Road. The two co-defendants, Christopher Jared Crowder, then 18, of Dwindle, and uh, Jacob Matthew Wadsworth, then 17, of Stony Creek, pled guilty in 2019 to their roles in the robbery and killing. They testified against Obondo last week as a condition of their plea agreements. The trio picked up more at the convenience store under the pretext of driving him to Richmond, but instead the defendants took him to Obondo's house. He was robbed of his MacBook computer and iPhone and punched and kicked before Obondo slashed his throat with a knife, killing him, according to evidence. Defendants then wrapped his body in plastic, drove him to the location in Jerusalem, Jerusalem Plank Road in Sussex, where they dumped the remains in a ditch. A hunter discovered the body the following day. I got to say, the locations in this story sound a lot like a fucking Stephen King novel. Obando's, yeah, they do. It's like almost like comically dark. Obando's trial was initially delayed due to both the uh, prosecution and defense needing additional time to prepare the case and for continued plea negotiations, which didn't pan out. Then the COVID-19 pandemic struck just before the scheduled March 19th, 2020 trial date. In December 2020, Prince George was granted permission to hold jury trials at Beacon Theater in Hopewell, as long as the court adhered to strict plans devised to ensure the safety of all participants. But Prince George authorities decided thereafter it was a potential security risk for the Obando trial because it required having all three co-defendants present for processing. Uh, so this all kind of just delayed uh, what was going on. According to the evidence, Moore had been hitchhiking to Richmond and a friend had given him a ride to the convenience store off I-95 but dropped him there because he couldn't take him any further. That's where the defendants encountered Moore, who witnesses say was heavily intoxicated and disturbing other patrons at the store. A clerk told authorities they saw Moore attempt to kiss a Hispanic man, later identified as Obando, who pushed Moore away. After that encounter, another clerk, another clerk heard Obando say, I have a knife and will stab you. Moore then entered the store, bought two cases of beer and some cigarettes. He was overheard saying he was going to fill the defendant's car with gas and they were going to take him to Richmond. Witnesses said they saw Moore get into a 2000 Jeep Cherokee with the three defendants who took Moore to Obando's home in Prince George. The Jeep belonged to Crowder, but was driven by Obando. Prince George police recovered Moore's cell phone from a woods behind the residence where Obando was staying. Okay, so obviously you can't go kill somebody. That's not good. But the guy's hitchhiking, he's drunk as fuck, and he's in a convenience store acting very shady where to the point he should probably be arrested himself. Um, he, he really turned himself into a giant fucking target for this sort of thing to happen. Um, this wasn't just a case of hi, I'm an innocent hitchhiker on the side of the road. Number one, you shouldn't be doing that to begin with. Um, but number two, I don't know. I mean, you, you play stupid games. Sometimes stupid things happen to you. Yeah, and I will agree with that. There's one thing that that caught my two things that caught my attention about this story. This happened in 2018. It is now 2022 when yeah. we're talking about this story. Is it not your constitutional right to have a, a speedy trial? I mean, I understand there was a pandemic and everything, but this is an extraordinary amount of time. Not really. 
There, there's, no? there's so many cases. It, yes, it says speedy trial. According to who? The U.S. government. And the U.S. government means speedy uh, means uh, maybe in the next decade or so we'll wrap this up for you. Just uh, seems like a, a very long time period between when this man was arrested to when we we finally have you know a verdict. There's nothing speedy about anything they do in any any area of it until they want you to buy uh, uh, vaccines uh, or get vaccines <laughs> every couple of months uh, when there's some money to be made. Uh, then it's totally. boom. Uh, but um, if there's money to be made, maybe. But if it's like let's you're ruining, we're gonna ruin your life for the next couple months, years. Yeah. It's okay. The other thing that caught my attention was found by a hunter. And that that sparked my attention because I live in Wisconsin. You're from Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. It is now hunting season. Yep. And I, I just imagine, you know, do hunters have anxiety about the shit they're going to find while they're hunting? I would have anxiety about being shot. That's the only thing that I would have anxiety about. I've never hunted. I'm not opposed to hunting. Um, it's never just been my thing, but I've always been afraid, especially in Wisconsin, because there's always the stories of everybody goes out fucking drinks till they're fucking out of their mind and they yeah, have the high powered and they have high powered weapons. And then there's something moving off in the brush and it could be me taking a pee or it could be a deer, but somebody's yeah. so drunk, they just pull the trigger anyway. Um, yep. that sort of shit is what scares me far more than finding a body. I'd much rather come across finding that than I would, um, uh, be with a bunch of drunk people with guns. Uh, you make a valid point. And that's, you know, there's stories and songs about, you know, deer camp and, yeah. you know, you don't shower, you drink, you eat and you go shoot things. You know, that's the story. Yeah. When done and many, many do it safely. I'm not knocking that. There's plenty that do do it safely. Uh, but there's plenty that sure, sure as fuck do not, which is why if you watch the local news in like Wisconsin or Minnesota or michigan or something like that uh during uh hunting season about every night there's a story of well in Manaqua today uh 72 year old joseph bolo was shot to death uh while hunting deer and it's like oh another one yeah so yeah we hear those stories all the time or it's uh, a guy falls out of the tree stand because yeah. he's drunk yeah that and kind of thing it's it's very little of it is like premeditated murder but it's someone still dies so right yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, it's uh, anyway, kind of off topic. But yeah, I, I'd rather um, I'd rather find the body. But like, obviously horrible, horrible people that did this. Uh, the the in, the person who got killed did put him into himself in a very, very compromising situation. We have to admit that. Um, and yeah. and horrible things then happened to him. Obviously should not have. But two things going on. You're you're hitchhiking. Number one. You're, Which is dangerous. You're 30 something years old. You should probably know by now that that's not a good idea. Um, and you're fucking drunk as shit in the 7-Eleven and you're trying to make out with people and you're pissing people off. And the guy that you pissed off ended up taking you home and killing you uh, because you tried to kiss him at the 7-Eleven drunk. Not I'm OK. Wondering why not they okay, didn't call the cops on them right there. I know. Well, maybe, I, and maybe one of those things where it's just such a frequent thing. It's just like, get out of the store. Get out of the store. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, not a, a reason to kill someone, but don't set yourself up in bad situations. That's kind of the moral of the story uh, here, I think, uh, because, yeah, there's horrible people out there that will do this sort of shit to you. 
So, yeah. And if you put yourself into a situation like that, it, it gets harder to get out of the situation. Yeah. If you can avoid, Alive. avoid getting there altogether, you'd probably still be, you know, kicking. All right. That's going to wrap up uh, today's episode of uh, true crime today. If you like the show, Hey, keep us on the air. We do greatly appreciate it. Uh, and uh, press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You don't miss any episodes of the program. Leave us a review there on Apple podcasts as well. Until next time for Stacey, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to True Crime Today. True Crime Today. Press subscribe wherever you download podcasts so you don't miss any of our full episodes, breaking news updates, and daily briefs from True Crime Today.